Hello, and welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 5, titled The Despy Awards. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, 2015, and we are streaming live on Pride48.com, just as we do every week at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. My name is Joe Batanz from the podcast Catching Up, and I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts. From the podcast Dubious Intent Plus, we have Mr. Daniel J. Brewer. Yes, you do, Joe Batanz. Yes, you do. <laughs> and from the podcasts Big Silly Homo and Cocktails and Cream Puffs, we have Donna Sugars. Yes, Donna Elizabeth Sugars. Oh, you have a middle oh, name. that's right. I do. Yes. After the Virgin Queen. <laughs> <laughs> she ruled a nation with a soft glove. We are changing things up a little bit here, RuPaul's Drag Race recap. In an effort to pick up the pace of the show, we're going to give a streamlined recap of the major beats of the episode, followed by a detailed analysis of the primary storylines. For instance, we'll discuss Pearl's oh, showdown was, with RuPaul, and then have an in-depth analysis of Pearl's storyline later in the show. This week, the girls re- recreated legendary red carpet looks out of paper and presented at their very own fake award show. Mrs. Kasha Davis and Candy Ho lip sync for their lives, but in the end, Mrs. Kasha Davis was sent home packing. Ladies, any initial thoughts about the episode? Yeah. <laughs> frankly, and I'm, I'm using eh, like it's not even an air quote. It was really eh. I was really kind of hoping that this was going to be Snatch Game because uh-huh. I really wanted to see Kasha Davis's uh, Snatch Game because you know she was going to pull out someone fierce, but I guess we're going to save it for all these beauty queens that can't impersonate a rock, but okay. I, I, all right. I, I kind of like this episode. It was, uh, you know, after last week's big shock elimination thing. Uh, I'm still so mad that I was wrong. I really was hoping I was right. I thought this week was it was right a about nice what? about Trixie right? coming back. Yeah, oh, I Trixie. think she's still going to come back. I just I thought this episode. I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, but here's I think after that whole last, you know, last week's shocking thing, I think this episode was just kind of a you know, just kind of a regular episode, right? This is, it, it, it's like the person that went was, you know, okay, it's sad to see Kasha Davis go, but it wasn't a huge loss for Kasha Davis. It wasn't like I thought she was going to be in the final three. You know, she's she's kind of like a middle of the pack uh, queen and I, and I kind of, you know, I, I would have preferred Candy to go, but at the same time, it was like, it wasn't that big of a thing. I'd really enjoyed the paper challenge. I All I thought, I don't know if you guys saw that, or, 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 it, it is, are we going to talk about the, the paper challenge later or? Yeah, we are. Okay. But here's no my question. I, and, and, I'm actually hearkening back to an old Chris Rock joke that he said to Ann Coulter on Real Time with Bill Maher. But oh, wait, could you drop one more name in that? <laughs> I love that show. Oh God, you have no idea. Ariana Huffington. All right. Anyway, um, but Chris Rock turns Ann to Ann Coulter. Yeah, Ann Coulter, and he goes, "Are you fucking the president? Is Candy Ho fucking RuPaul? Like, how is she not like she? She should be. She should be gone. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that. Okay. We'll get into that. Okay, so after the elimination... So are you trying to say that Candy, that RuPaul loves herself as a mildly Puerto Rican, manly-looking dude? You know what? Well, actually... Here's here's the thing. She had the, the... You know the bad shading that one time. That one time, uh, Kennedy has She's had it. Kennedy so... had it consistently all the time. Kennedy is Come always on. a man in a beard. So it's like I, I don't think it's fair to say that Candy is. Candy's like, still kind of looking like a man. I'm okay? just saying, Kennedy has always got a damn beard. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please move along. <laughs> uh, after the elimination, back in the work, I can't even talk. Back in the workroom after Trixie's elimination, Katya confesses her utter horror at Trixie's elimination, while Pearl seems none too pleased with the judge's critiques. Pearl washes off Trixie's message, which reads, Wear clown noses. Make fun of each other. Stay plastic. Love, Trixie. 
Mattel. P.S. Fame, I used your lipstick. Sorry. <laughs> me, <laughs> me, I love that, actually. Meanwhile, Mrs. Kasha Davis seems a little frustrated with the attitude of one particular queen. To be honest, I didn't expect it to be Trixie. I gagged. I truly gagged. The vibe around the workroom is a little bit shocked. This may sound like old lady bullshit or whatever, but after trying for this for seven years and somebody's like, oh, fuck this, that pisses me off. Yeah. Pearl, I'm sorry you didn't like your criticisms, but buck up, buttercup. Be grateful for the opportunity that you have. Otherwise, leave. The next absolutely, day in the workroom. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Are we commenting on this? Are we comment on the that, we'll comment in two seconds. The next okay, day girl, in the workroom, Rude drops by to explain the day's mini. Ch- oh, you know what? Let's do. You know what? That's a good point. You want to comment now? Because we're going to go into some other stuff right now. The only thing I have to comment on is really the fact that she is absolutely right. You are seeing, unfortunately, too many of these queens that are still in the competition think that they're so gorgeous. They're just so fabulous that I should just stay in the show and I'm I'm the winner. When there are bitches that who have tried for years that that came on the show and they're giving a one hundred percent to being everything for the show, and these bitches are kind of skating. Sorry, Daniel, you want to comment on that? I, you know, I, 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 we're not allowed to talk about the editing, but uh, you know, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how much of it is that they're skating and how much it is we just really don't know them very well. Like, like I, just as a meta comment, I really think Miss Fame kind of came out as a character more this week. I, I felt more connected with her as a character and i think if candy if we would heard if we hear from her candy, backstory yeah but if we would hear from candy ho more maybe that i would feel more for her but yeah you're right i mean at this point it feels like the rest of them are you know don't care they're just being young and petulant and you know she's you know but oh. there's a reason that she tried out seven years in a row and only now made it right she is very much a middle of the pack kind of a queen right i mean she's, and we're scraping the bottom of the drag queen barrel yeah the next day in the workroom rue drops by to explain the day's mini challenge Daniel. (laughs) For today's mini challenge, you'll be making your own paper versions of classic celebrity red carpet outfits. Now, you'll be working in pairs. So based on how you lined up this morning, teams are Ginger Minj and Candy Ho, Little Kim, Jane Diorfeas, and Kennedy Davenport, Lady Gaga, (gasps) Pearl and Max, Cher, Mrs. Kasha Davis, and Katya. Bjork Uh-oh. and Violet Chachki and Miss Fame, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. So now with Katya dressed as Bjork and Mrs. Kasha Davis dressed as Joan Rivers, they are the winners of the mini challenge. Now, one of you wanted to talk about the mini challenge. Who I was did. It? Yeah, I actually kind of really like this uh, mini challenge. I thought um, the 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 Bjork... <laughs> Swan dress <laughs> was hilarious. Uh, I really liked that. There was another really good entry. I actually the share. I, I thought the share was. Yeah, nice. I thought the share one was great. But I also kind of liked the the mock up of the RuPaul meet. I mean, of the uh, Lady Gaga meet dress. There, I thought the the one that that failed the most to me actually kind of succeeded in more of a geeky kind of a way because I swear to God, Violet Chachki looked like Legolas in that outfit. It was just kind of like, <laughs> girl, you're going for a night elf. You're just going for like a Peter Pan night elf kind of a look there. Yes. That had nothing to do with a with a with a dress. It was no. Uh, did any of you, I mean, I, I cannot pull his name out of my ass right now, but do any of you actually follow him on Instagram? The guy who does it is hysterical. He has done, I mean, he does almost every single look from, uh, I, I saw all the ones he did for last season, not last season, the season with um, 
yeah, yeah, Australian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Courtney Act. Yes. With Courtney yes. Act. And he did a lot of her looks, which were absolutely amazing. And he does, yeah, just with cardboard, like really just construction paper. Yeah, I don't, I don't do the Instagrams because I'm an old man. But uh, I do. I did see some of those posted on Facebook last year. He, you know, he, he does I'm trying a great to keep. Job, you, yeah. I'm trying to keep hip with the young ends. Yeah, there you go. Does I'm he on, do it I'm every week or two? When does he do it? Uh, usually after like challenge, you know, like uh, it's he, he he mimics the main stage looks, I think. Um, wow. But he doesn't do it every single week because they didn't show every oh. single week. I mean, it was just, you know, I think last year he did a lot of Courtney Axe ones and, and whatnot. So. Hmm. Uh, Rue immediately explains the main stage challenge and it will take place in an award show called the Despy Awards. Go ahead. Now, working in your current pairs, you will be both the presenters and the nominees. You'll need to come up with funny banter, take jabs at your fellow nominees, and if you win, you better have an unforgettable acceptance speech. What did you think of the main stage challenge before we get into it? I kind of hated it. It was the roast all over again. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, you know, I, I think this has been the, you know, this is the fifth episode and other than the first episode, really almost every single week has been about being funny, right? It's like the challenge has involved you having to do something uh, to be funny, like some kind of, you know, like last week was Pony or Die, the Shakespeare before that. Um, you know, other than that first week where they, where they had the the looks, you know, I think they're really leaning on the, you know, it's like shadows of Bianca Del Rio here. You've got, you know, them trying to like find the next, uh, 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 I guess, comedy queen or something. I don't know. I I, I didn't mind the challenge. I I. I I thought Katya did great in it, uh, um, you know, but... Uh, Let me ask you a question. How would you have predicted Trixie Mattel would do? Oh, I think she would have knocked it out of the park. I think she would have been great. I, I, think, uh, I think it really came down to who her partner was, because I think that if she had a negative partner, yeah. it could have gone really bad for her. It could like have if she really got bad. stuck with Pearl. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I think Pearl, I think the difficult ones need to be with Max. Max is just really good at that stuff. He's he's like, it's it's that fake accent that he does. It it, it calms them down. Yeah, that weird mid-Atlantic accent right. that he does. Like he's like uh, we need we need to come like, up with like a, Claudette it's, Colbert or something. Right. He's like he's like not like a Jedi mind trick. We need to come up with something similar to that. So it's like the Max mind trick or something. It's just like you know, oh, calm down now, calm down. It's okay. These are and not then he the does drag that thing you're looking for. <laughs> Max also does that thing that kind of bugs me where he'll make a point and then look at you like, I just made a point. He'll be like, I mean, this is super visual, so it doesn't make any sense. But he'll be like, so I told Pearl, you better get on it. You know what, you know, for, you know oh, kind God, of like, I wish you guys could see the video of Joe. This is kind of like Dr. Evil, right? Right. It like is. Dr. Evil sort of does the same thing. Yeah, I, I you know, the, the whole uh, main, it didn't bother me. That, I mean, the it's RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, there's only so many challenges they can do. There's only so many things they can do. And but it, we didn't get a runway look. We, we didn't get a runway because of it. It's true, but then I'm not as big into the runway thing as you guys are. I'm all about the runway, I so I, it was a little annoying for me, but whatever. Back in the workroom with the girls hard at work on the routines, we catch a glimpse of Kennedy schooling Jaden Dior Fierce on comedy just before Ru walks in to check on the girls. I actually thought of this when it happened. I thought of Daniel. Daniel, did you notice that Kennedy was telling Jaden how to do comedy because she won the previous challenge? I, as the winner of the previous challenge. I think the biggest joke was that she won the last challenge. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was sitting there going, you're telling the girl that should have won the last challenge that yeah. you won the last challenge. That would be like you know someone who gets an honorary degree right thinking all of a sudden now that they're like a doctor of letters because <laughs> oh, they got like a... uh, I, I know a few of those 
I could tell you some stories about some people <laughs> like that. Next, Rue pays a visit to each team and gives advice on how to present at an award show. During Rue's visit with Pearl and Max, Rue says something that pushes Pearl's buttons. Hey, ladies. Hello, Hi, RuPaul. So what award are you presenting? We get to present the most busted drag queen. It gives us an opportunity to be a little bit more cutting. Right, because this is about funny banter. We're going to go off of like a subtlety thing where it's just like speaking, just very soft and gentle, but very cutty. What you're describing is not the easiest thing to pull off. Now, you have a, a very big personality. Pro, you do not have a very big personality. How are you going to overcome that for this award? Um, uh, I think that I have a great personality, actually. Pearl, you know, the reason I'm, I'm twisting your tits here is because you were in the bottom last week. Right. And I want to make sure that this week you up the ante. Well, you kind of, like, told me I had no personality. It's not what she said. That doesn't make it's me not what feel she said. good. Not confidence. <laughs> Selective hearing much, Pearl? Well, I'm hoping it will light a fire under your ass. Dramatic music, dramatic music, it is happening. Is there something on my face? No, I'm just not convinced. I'm just not convinced. And I want you to do well. That's why I brought your ass here. Reading music, reading music. It's so intense. I never want to see any of my girls not live up to their potential. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Or twice of your Shangela. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I will see you all later. Awkward Thank you. Awkward music. Awkward music. Awkward yeah. Music. I feel very uncomfortable right you now. <laughs> Upset, Pearl storms out of the workroom, leaving Max alone, wondering whether Max will be presenting alone. This, this was, was the obviously. This, this was, was the, the moment. moment. <laughs> yeah. She she leaves. She doesn't come back. And then they have to bring back Trixie Mattel. That's what I was thinking. In an alternate universe somewhere, this happened where Trixie Mattel came back. Uh, But you know what I was honestly thinking? And this was like watching this whole thing. I'm like, okay. And and me going against my own rule and talking about editing. I honestly, I thought this was the moment. And then Pearl is, I thought this is the moment that Pearl's going to fuck up so bad (laughs) on this challenge that Rue's going to say... We've made a mistake even bringing you here. You're out of the show and just bring back Trixie. Like, I was really waiting for, like, I wanted Rue to just be like, why did we ever invite you to come here? Obviously not, right? And we find out later that she was gone for maybe an hour and, uh, you know, we don't know. Which you know, much. 55 minutes of that was talking to producers. Right. And out- outside balls, smoking, smoking. A I don't know what it is. Uh, in the chat room, by the way, we have a little bit of conversation going on in the chat room from our Canadian folks out there uh, yes. that says uh, that uh, Trixie, by the way, they said that Trixie's large in the pants. Anyway. Uh, and How twist- would they know? I don't know. Twisting oh. your tits is my new favorite phrase. And uh, then they say, Pearl does not have the balls to stare down Rue. Now, oh it- my God, Turniped, you're absolutely right. The music at the end of that is from the the show face off <laughs> that's why it sounded so familiar it's stock that music, is a subtle right? read stock music i don't know i don't know if we're going to talk about the uh the made-up chicken song that fa- miss fame thing, but, but that's yes, something it's are. like my new favorite thing to do now it's just every time there's dramatic music it's just to make up words for it. it's like well is face off a world of wonder show i don't think so no 
Uh, back in the workroom, the girls wonder whether Pearl will come back. Uh, sure enough, after a few cutaways of some tense queens, Pearl returns and is ready to get back to work just in time for the feedback session with Kathy Griffin. On the main stage, Kathy Griffin works with the girls to polish their painfully unfunny routines. And while working with Miss Fame and Violent Chachki, Kathy finds herself explaining a basic comedy term. Due to her Craigslist ad, I could have swore she was a pig bottom. Cox lost anyone? Okay, I'm gonna stop you. I think it's a little too blue, and you're hearing that from me. So, what does that mean, blue? <laughs> words that may be bleeped would be considered blue humor. The more you know. Oh, thank God they're pretty. <laughs> no, they are. I will say, Violet is very pretty this episode. We know. Suck Ka- dick and get it over with. Kathy isn't any easier on Ginger Minge and Candy Ho adding a bit of shade at a country superstar along the way. Yeah. And the nominees are a girl who puts the cunt in country. All right, that's a Roseanne Cash joke, so just rewrite that one. <laughs> Tonight we're gathered here to celebrate the biggest and brightest stars in our industry. Unfortunately, none of them were available. That's a Kermit the Frog joke. I feel like uh, it's a couple of drag queens throwing the same old shade at each other. Give them something new. I used to think I was funny until I met Kathy Griffin. I might have to call my mama and have her tell me how good I am. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is she the one writing all your jokes? Before we go on, before we go on, Ginger Manages from Orlando, and if you've ever been to Disney, to the Muppet Movie 4D, that is a Kermit the Frog that's lifted from the damn Muppet Movie 4D at Disney, which is we invited all the bright and breast, uh, uh, bright, brightest and best uh, scientists from around the world to join us here at Muppet Labs. Unfortunately, none of them responded, so we ended up with these. It was like, hey, girl, you stole that from the number one tourist attraction in the nation. Did you not think someone would notice that? Anyway, sorry. I want to know why Roseanne Cash got thrown under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Because Ginge can't do anything original. She has to use everyone else's funny. That's true. It's Elimination Day, and the girls are back in the workroom voting on the award nominations. Pearl thanks Max for the support. Violet and Miss Fame profess their mutual love. And Miss Fame reveals a curious obsession. Oh, when I think about chicken... It makes me happy. I love chickens. They're my favorite animal. I grew up on a farm with hundreds of chickens, and my job was to raise them to be beautiful and flawless for the fair. You can blow dry them and use vitamin E on their their feet. Liquid bluing makes a white chicken sparkle. You basically flip them upside down, show them the asshole to the judge, and then they say your bird's healthy. When I was a kid, I used to go outside and sing random songs to my chickens. What? And I would, like, get into it, and I'm like, they love it. <laughs> Bitch, this visual, you just gave me, I'm picturing you in a barn, like, just covered in hay. I hatched chickens underneath my bed in an incubator. This chicken actually won me an award right here. Animals were my best friends. Imagine me, about 30 pounds heavier, and um, a big nerd, and loving chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually him. Yeah. That's how I talk to chickens. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I... Uh... Go ahead, go ahead. You have a you have a paragraph to read here before before we get to our group discussion. So go ahead. I want to keep you on track. Back on the main stage, Rue comes out dressed in Oscar statue couture. Ross Matthews is back, and this week's special guest judge is Isaac Mizrahi. Now, now back to the chickens. I thought that it was such a cute little. It was such a cute humanizing little bit. And here's here's the juxtaposition, right? I feel like every time the ginger minge uh, tells one of her sad sob stories or bursts into tears or whatever, <laughs> I always think that those are just like for the camera. I thought this was an honest moment of it was. Uh, of you know just 
I don't want to say cuteness of geekness or whatever. It's like the little picture of her, you know, as a chubby kid holding with a chicken and everything was adorable. And the fact that she was just so into the little chicken, it was like, you know, it was just great. I, I thought this was this humanized Miss Fame to me more than anything that I've seen on this show. So okay. Far. So w- w- where, <laughs> okay. So you think about this and they get into the kind of deep about the history, about the lives and all that. Do you think this was the only interesting thing for them to talk about Miss no. uh, Fame's life? No. Could this really be the only thing that's like, well, this kind of makes her look human. Well, she does love chickens. Well, she is really young. I mean, these are all really young girls. It's not like they've had that much life to, to do. It's not like, How well, I was traveling through Budapest and uh, I discovered the new spice that I use with my turmeric and it makes a great salad. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> okay, just, okay. <laughs> I can't tell these bitches ages because I could have sworn Ginger was like in her mid to late 30s Mm. and she's like 28. I need a lighter. I need a lighter. She's 28 years old. Something like that. Yeah, she's in her 20s. Dear God. She's in her 20s. We can get to that And then Katya says she's older, but I don't know how Katya... Remember there's a part where Mrs. Kasha Davis says, I was trying to teach this young one about Martin and Lewis. Wait. And she goes, I'm not that young. Speaking... Is Ginger Midge like gargling with thumbtacks? Like how the fuck do you get your voice to sound like that if you're 28? Uh, someone in the chat room is posting 36. Maybe Ginger Minj is 36, or is, she, is he answering? Maybe they think she's Joey Buhacker. Like she's because... 36 inches tall? <laughs> Speaking of AARP, uh, did you notice the judging panel, other than Ross, was all just like really old folks? It's like you, you had uh, Isaac Mizrahi, who's like 80. You had Rue, who's like in her 80s, or in her 70s, and Michelle, who's, I don't know, 90 or something. But uh... The cease and desist is coming. You just called RuPaul 80 years old. I'm just saying. Girl, like, yeah, I think Michelle is Daniel's age, or maybe a little younger. Right, I'm 80. I look great for 80, by the way. Uh, but the, the thing is, Flawless. is that it was just, it was kind of like, wow, that, that's a lot of... Because they always talk about like, oh, it's so it's so old drag or whatever. I'm like, girl, you're all old. <laughs> Actually, I thought Isaac was pretty good on the show. You know what? Here's Isaac's my a huge faggot. He's here's, the perfect person for the show. Here's my problem. I cannot, I cannot look at Isaac Mizrahi anymore and not think of that stupid QVC clip where he didn't know that the moon was oh. a satellite and it would that, that yeah, oh that the moon's weird. a planet. And it was just like how 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 do you how are you that dumb? It's that bugs like, Daniel more than anything. Here's oh, the other thing yeah. too. They can't really do uh, voiceover stuff with Ross and Michelle because I keep thinking Ross is Michelle and they'll do a cutaway I'm like oh shit that was Ross talking I thought that was Michelle Visage talking I really I don't and I don't know who that insults more I'm not really sure either yeah anyway it's time for the Vespi Awards Kasha and Katya are the co-hosts and do their best version well try to do their best version of Amy Poehler and T- Amy Poehler and Tina Fey next Kennedy and Jaden Dior Fierce come out and present the award for sexy sexy drag queen to Miss Fame let's stop there since we're yes we're good on time um, what did you think of that whole awards thing and of, of that award particular to Miss Fame? Do you think she's? Do you think she's the sexy, sexy drag well, queen? Well, it doesn't matter what what it means. I mean, they all voted in each category for somebody, so they were all nominated for every category, and then the queens themselves voted on it. So what it means is that the most people there think that Miss Fame is the sexy, sexy drag queen. Other than the glaring tape that I can still see every time I see your damn head, um, she is a very pretty drag queen. And if you've ever watched her YouTube videos, she goes into that makeup i mean she spends some time on that makeup i mean like nine layers of of shadow above her eyes and it's like she's she's got some really complicated looks and i will give it to her she is a very talented makeup person i mean she she does a great job 
I would like Donna, to say any that thoughts it's, on her? It's, it's almost a read for me that the two, almost the two most hideous trolls on the show were presenting the award for sexy, sexy drag queen. It's like, because neither of you would ever have been nominated. Like, I mean, the only thing that could make this worse if you replaced Jaden with Ginger Min, like it was the only thing that could make it better. Yeah, that's funny that you say that, Donna, because the big joke of their act was Kennedy calling Jaden fat. And I'm like, really, bitch? Really? Let's call a spade a spade. When she walked out, I thought Jiggly was back. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, I, then she I don't. Smiled and I was like, oh, that ain't Jiggly. That was random, though, right? I mean, it was just the, the way they were in the groups based on the way they were lined up. So it wasn't like yeah. they, they picked them and they just were handing them out that way. So it just seemed to, it, it just magically created this subtle read. I and what was, what was Fame's acceptance speech? Oh, I want to thank uh, the, the Mexican tapeworm for snatching yeah. my body and uh, yeah. the man upstairs. The man upstairs. Because I look great in this light. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. it was a cute acceptance speech. I thought she did good. I would say most of the acceptance speeches were pretty good. Uh, Pearl and Max were next. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, I just wanted to yeah. give a huge shout out to Katya for saying... The stars of Tyler Perry's Roots, JDR Fears, and oh. Kennedy Tavenport. That was hilarious. Um, Pearl and Max read Ginger Minge. And I have to get, come on. You know I love me Pearl, so maybe I'm biased. But her Ginger Minge, which, Daniel, how did you feel? Because throughout the episode, we see people trying out their Ginger Minge jokes. Yes. They called her Danny DeVito in a dress. Yes. They Which did the voice we did before they did. Yeah, maybe they listened to our show. Um, yeah. I, you know what? Future. Here's the thing: I liked Pearl's impersonation of Ginger Minge, but I felt it was such a non sequitur to what they were doing because I don't know if they we cut down on the amount of you know that we were just getting selective pieces of what they had said. But it feels like here's the nominees, and then suddenly she's doing an impersonation, or well, she had done no impersonation of anyone else that had been nominated. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. Max said, "Here's one nominee," and then the other one, and then suddenly she's breaking into this. Uh, uh, Ginger Minj impersonation with no context. It was just kind of like, wait, what's she doing? Oh, she's imitating Ginger Minj. So it was kind of a a, a throw off moment for me. For, you know, like, but what? it was the only time that you actually saw something behind those cold, dead, Valium <laughs> induced eyes. Well, maybe the drugs are finally wearing off. We're like six days in. Yeah, maybe you know? she. Maybe this entire time she has been coming down off of the addiction, um, and now on. she's finally breaking Come it on. again. Props, you know what? props to Katya. It's like a Valium taking a Zan. Hex stuck in a K-hole. <laughs> yes. It, it's so funny because you're right. Because, you know, if I haven't had coffee in a couple of days, I'm a fucking raging bitch. Maybe so she, she yeah. when she hasn't had her candy. I'm just going to call it candy. <laughs> when she hasn't had her candy, that she becomes a, a zombie, a comatose patient. But getting yeah. you back on track, the most busted queen went to Jaden Dior, Dior Fierce. Which, I would have given know, it to Kennedy, up, but okay. Yeah, I don't. came up at, yeah, go ahead. I don't, I, I disagree with their votes, but I mean, you know, whatever, they, that they were the ones that voted for it. But yeah, I, I would have given it to Kennedy or Ginger long before I would have given it to Jaden. Yeah. If anything, I feel like Jaden looks too much like a woman for me to buy the drag thing. It's just like, you know, her boy drag looks more like female to me than, I mean, she's a very feminine guy. Yeah. When she's just like a dude, I just think she's a dyke. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she pulls off like butch lesbian. Mm-hmm. Get it, girl. Moving right along, Ginger Minj and Candy Ho try their best at some witty banter while presenting the award for Shadiest Shade to Violet Chachki. Well, let's go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, Daniel. I've, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah. That was, I don't know. I don't know how much of that because they were basically the, the question was brought up in the judging panel later. It's like, how much responsibility does Ginger bear for overpowering her co host, you know, her, her partner in the scene? And I 
I disagree with Ross. I think she does bear some responsibility to that. But the kind of lines that she was delivering really had no response. I mean, they were they were things. It was just you know they were like they were basically the da 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 you know of See, I the. I have the, a hatred. Ginger Minj was good in that, and she read herself too, which I appreciated. Like she got the fun and elephant. Um, yeah, we can. Candy got that line. Yeah, and she would make the faces and she would react. I don't know. I think Ginger Minj was fine. She did. She did. She had a very strong personality. Here's the problem. You can't fault Ginger Minj for that when Candy Ho has zero personality. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying I think she does bear a little bit of responsibility because it is a team challenge. However, uh, going on to Violet Chotsky winning the Shadiest Shade, I wasn't. I thought most of the speeches were great. I, I, I disliked her speech the most because it was just kind of like you're, you just took Sally Fields and basically put the word, you know, don't in it. I mean, you, wait, you, hold on for a second. Wait, you. Oh, my God. You so clearly play favorites because all Katya did was a Tyler, Pe- Tyler Perry's roots. I mean, that's not super clever. Tyler Perry. Okay, Gosh. get it. We're bo- you're both pretty. You're that, both that, wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't her acceptance. Wait, wait, wait. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't her acceptance speech. That was, that was her introducing the next host, which I, we didn't hear anyone. But that was her job. Answer. I know, but, I was her like, but her acceptance speech was, was genius. I'm saying of the, expect, of, the accept, of the acceptance speeches, I liked Violent Chosky's the least. I didn't say I hated it. I just said I liked it the oh, least. All right. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, let's get the rulers out and measure. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Miss Fame and Violet fall a little flat as they present the award for Medius Tuck to Katya. All right, explain this to me. Yeah. Is the Medius Tuck... The biggest dick, or That's is it? Think, or is it the worst job tucking? Like in in other words, is it you just have a really big dick, and so you have to tuck a lot of meat, or is it, girl, I can see your tuck because you did it really badly and you're, you're showing. From everything I have ever heard, it means a bad tuck. Oh, yeah. see, because if it meant big dick, Katya would be shoot up to my number one all of a sudden. It's just like, mm-hmm. girl, all right, there we go. But I mean, I was always under the assumption that Medius Tuck just meant that it was not tucked correctly or fully, and you you saw some lump. Yeah, and that's, that's but, I, I would like a I would like a, a clarification on that from them. But then wasn't there a line about Pearl that she was, you know, her her um, tuck was barely there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, but basically she had no personality. It was like her personality, right? Yeah, it was. Now, it was, since we really didn't get a runway, I do still have my my one oh. word descriptions Please. of these outfits because they were there was um hold, hold on i have to find the quick. i have to find no i have to find the bed so i can play the bed underneath you uh okay all right, i'm right now. oh shit Whoa. all right shit that was really loud go ahead go ahead donna kasha i just put old <laughs> uh, katia i put really boring fish <laughs> kennedy i put um tacky middle class curtains <laughs> Jaden, I put oh wait Jiggly's back Pearl painted fucking tits again Max gray wig here it comes yeah Ginger same fucking wig again it just turned a different way <laughs> Kennedy I just put man exclamation point <laughs> Uh, and uh, fame and violet, I have the same one. Beautiful but yawn. You know what? And was... and uh, ginger that dress, which we later found out in the workroom or in Untucked, it was. Yeah. Like, I spent five thousand dollars on that dress. Yeah, Donna would not. Donna, she, she got it from Macy's. Five thousand. <laughs> somebody she got said that they had sale. Some... Dress bar. Didn't somebody? Uh... Say that they look like she got it on the discount racket, like yes, she goes or something yes, like that. Uh, yes, it it looks cheap. 
Yes. It looks cheap. It looks off the rack. <laughs> it, was it looks like she got it at a, a Ross dress for less. <laughs> all in all, I thought it was okay. I, I thought everyone did an okay job with their present presentation. I thought the, the acceptance speeches were okay. You know, I thought the 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 reaction shots to them in the audience were cute. You know, like uh, Miss Fame when the dollar store become a brand. You know, when she like did her indignant look and whatnot. Yeah, I, I thought. I can at least. I don't think that that joke worked because Miss Fame always looks polished. Her outfits are always very beautiful, but you kind of get that you get very bored of them very quickly. But I would never equate her to Dollar Store Kennedy Dollar Store. Okay, <laughs> Kennedy is Dollar Store. I uh, overall this like I said overall I said this at the beginning of the episode overall I I don't I like this episode I don't think you know I don't think it was the greatest episode ever but it certainly was a, it was an okay episode. Here's the problem with these performance comedy challenges is I always hate that Rue laughs way too loud and so fake like they could just be every joke is just like <laughs> <"Wah!"> <laughs> like right. it's just like mm-hmm. like it's like not that funny bitch. Can can I just say something about RuPaul's outfit? Yes. I I think I went a little heterosexual at that point like i i wanted to lick her non-existent vagina like that outfit was stunning her hair was stunning her makeup was stunning she was gorgeous this episode she was i wanted to motorboat her so bad now as you guys know i watched this show in a bar with other people when i first watched it and uh, you know as much as you say that rue may be just laughing at things and you're saying that's not that funny a lot of people were laughing at these jokes i mean there was there was you know laughter in the bar for those jokes i mean they were playing well to the to the crowd you know so okay i think that joe's just jaded because he's a comedian well yeah you're a professional i mean you know you're not currently a professional comedian but you have been and and you you are in that scene so you're very you 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 do the same thing that i do with audio right you're hypercritical on that stuff and it's just like no no there is a difference when you watch it in a group you know and so like i was by myself i I watched it by myself yesterday. again i highly recommend anyone find a local gay bar that is playing rupaul's drag race and go and watch it It is a fun communal experience i really really cannot stress that enough i should have done that yesterday because normally i i am recording a podcast but i accidentally slept through it um (gasps) oh girl all the listeners did too anyway let's move (laughs) on okay at the judges (laughs) critiques max max and pearl win the challenge and pearl has some words for rue Oh, volume. Sorry, sorry, volume was down. RuPaul, you gave me the smackdown yesterday. And it worked. And it worked. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, Ru tells Kennedy and Jaden that they're safe, and the four queens leave the sage. The remaining queens are evaluated by the panel to their faces, but also in private. The judges were pretty hard on Mrs. Kasha Davis. Now, we're going to play what they said to her to her face, and then after they left the stage. First up, Mrs. Kasha Davis. You look gorgeous, but you need to take it way over the crazy-ass top. That's I don't Isaac. see anything That's over right. the top about you. That's a hard job opening the show. See? That's, That's tough, Ross. You know, That's to Ross. be overshadowed by the people following you. Okay. It does sound like was, Michelle. It does sound yeah. like Michelle. <laughs> that was to her face. Right. And then here's the, uh, the other. What do you think? <laughs> Starting with Kasha Davis. Here's someone who really has the chops and didn't bring it tonight. That, I find that very frustrating. That's this is like That's a Ross. workhorse queen, you know? And um, a workhorse queen has to make us laugh the minute we see her. It, it didn't happen tonight. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe she's hilarious. No. <laughs> says, says, says the designer from QVC. She's a workhorse queen. Exactly. <laughs> what does that even mean, Donna, a workhorse queen? 
I, I don't I, think that's not a drag queen term yeah, that I've ever heard. Yeah. I, I think mean, I know I what he was going. Trying to, I think he's trying to insinuate that she is a like a Bianca. She's one of those people that gets on stage and every second people are laughing. I don't, I don't know if it was that or if it's more of a case of she's the workhorse queen in the sense that she can go out, she can host the show, she can she can do the lip sync oh, numbers. She's kind of like she's your you know nothing special. She's just your average everyday. You if you go to a club, she's a good queen, but there's nothing you know exceptional about it it's just i think what but i think what he was really trying to say when it came to judging her look is the fact that it was a very simple beaded gown yeah it was a very simple gown it was very simple hair it was an an old-fashioned style of drag makeup that she has probably been doing for years there's nothing different and it's and it's not the fact that she's an older queen but that she's never changed she's always been the same and there's nothing interesting about it anymore Hmm. candy ho meanwhile didn't fare any better here it is to her face candy ho you look like natalie wood but this dress is not my favorite thing i ever saw i think it's like swallowing you up in not a good way unfortunately you were paired with ginger so it's up to you to up your game to try to keep up with somebody like that and she stole the show Candy Ho. Thank God Candy was wearing that hot blue because otherwise she would have been gone. Ginger ate her up. Candy Ho is fading away for me. Yes, she is. Wait, Ginger ate her up like she unhinged her jaw <laughs> like a fucking boa constrictor and swallowed her? <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. That explains that elastic bedazzled thing she was wearing around her waist. Mm-hmm. Someone mentioned Candy. Yeah, just someone said Candy. <laughs> I need a lighter. RuPaul brings the girls back and it's time for her to announce the final two Candy Ho tonight you looked like Natalie Wood but your delivery was a little wooden yeah, we got a wood I'm sorry my dear but you are up for elimination I was going to cut this down but I ran out of Miss time Miss Fame <laughs> She's safe. you're safe Katya She's safe. You're safe. <laughs> it's like you're a psychic. Violet Chachki, your jokes mm. got lost in the shade. Okay. Mrs. Kasha Davis, your big opening was a little sloppy. <laughs> Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yes. I'm sorry, my dear, but you are up <gasps> for elimination. Elimination music. Violet Chachki, you're safe. Hmm. Two queens stand before me. This Ladies, this is your last chance to impress me and save yourself <gasps> from elimination. Time has come. Elimination! <laughs> Do you think they hear the right It's elimination! I absolutely deserve to be in this competition. Rue, I'm ready. Let's do this. Good luck. Don't fuck it up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kasha Davis and uh, Candy Ho lip sync for their lives, and after the song, Rue announces her decision. Are we really going to listen to this? Ladies, okay, okay, we're doing this. I've made my decision. <laughs> Candy Ho, Chante, you stay. Thank you. Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yes. You're terrific. Now, now call, call Mr. Davis, Davis and tell him Mama's coming home. home. He better have that box wine chilling. <laughs> Sashay away. Now here comes her obviously her trademark line because she says it like that. 
She says it in a tuck, too. There's always time for a cocktail. <laughs> I think she wants to print that on a T-shirt and sell it on her website. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It'll be on Etsy. Pinterest. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. again, on the when the van is leaving on a tuck, she's like, yeah, "There's always time, time for, for a, a cocktail. cocktail." Exactly, which isn't even that funny of a line. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do we want to play her goodbye? Yeah. So she says goodbye. What the hell? I wasn't ready to leave. One of the things I think that frustrated oh, really? me the most were certain people that like sort of gave up. You like know? Pearl. That kind of pisses me off. Like Pearl. It's not just life. It's like Pearl. <laughs> Why don't you just say her name? You always say, there's know. certain people so, that might have walked out of the war, out of the workroom for an hour and then didn't come back. I'm not going to mention their names, but they're the only one that walked out of the workroom. And, she did that in Untucked too. Remember, she's she's talking in Untucked and she goes like, you know, I'm around here. I was trying for seven years. Somebody walked out of the workroom. Pearl's sitting right there. <laughs> but that's what Untucked is for: reading to each other's faces yeah, but and it, behind it, the no. backs. That's not a It didn't read. come off as a lame. read. It came off like she was just, I don't know. Yeah, it came off kind of lame. All right. Can we, uh, you know what? I missed this. Before we get into the untuck thing, I I, I missed saying this earlier tonight uh, when we were talking about the, the group challenge. Now, Joe Batance, you have a philosophy, which I happen to agree with, on reading people or like being a an insult queen or basically like reading the room. That there yeah. is a there is a way to go about doing this that you have to get the audience on your side and that is a philosophy that I happen to agree with. So go ahead, explain to the world at large the Joe Batanz philosophy of uh, what you have to do to be a successful insult queen. Well, most insult comics, almost all of them, Don Rickles, Lisa Lampanelli, Bianca Del Rio, they'll insult themselves Especially up front. Though, because they're famous, they don't need to because you already know. But especially if you, you're an up-and-coming insult comic, you need to spend the first few minutes insulting yourself or do it in the context of insulting people. Or else you just seem like a bully or an asshole. Right. But if you insult yourself first, then you get the currency to then insult the rest of the audience. And they're kind of with you. Like, he's hard on himself. He can be hard on us and it's all in fun. Correct. And, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Psychologically, you need to go out and, and set it up and saying, I'm going to make fun of you, but first I'm going to rip myself apart mm-hmm. because then we can all laugh at me and now we can turn around and laugh at you and you're not as offended by it because we just spent time laughing at, at myself. And but I if think you spend your entire set just attacking yourself, you don't need to be a comedian, you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think, you know, it, well, it depends on how funny it is, right? But I, I, I do think like some of the stuff that uh, that they were reading for Shay, like I always hate that part of like that whole reading is fundamental part that they do, you know, which I'm sure is coming up on a, on a soon episode mm-hmm. because so many of them are just, they think it just has to be with how natural nasty you can be or how vicious you can be and it really is it's a very thin line that you're walking there you're trying to be funny and chiding not vicious you know what i'm saying it's like uh, to be vicious is a completely different category i don't know i actually gonna mildly disagree with you now this is coming from i think i think this is discussed in paris is burning but i think i remember in paris is burning they discussed that reading oh my god you know what you know what happens when paris is burning it's hot the nazis are there it's hot it's hot. It's such a stupid Paris Hilton joke. Go ahead, please. I just, I just failed horribly. I, I, I remember correctly. I'm going to edit burning. that out. I'm actually going to go back and edit that out. Of the show. Okay. If we're, I mean, if we're going to be quoting Paris is burning, <laughs> um, I, I am a, a fan of that show of that uh, that uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. Reading is judging is really judging someone. It's pointing some out someone's flaws. Now, if I look at you and say, "Joe, you're fat and ugly," that's not a read because we can all see that you're fat and ugly. <laughs> a read would be pointing something out that someone might not notice. It really, it reading really is. Oh, wait a minute. Pointing out flaws, but not 
bad. It, it's really it's a subtlety. I think you're okay. We need we can need to get into this conversation. But that's not where I was going actually. Okay. Where I was going was with the read that they were saying that the reading was an important part of the of the um, subculture of um, voguing or the ballroom scene because if the queens insult each other to filth, they read them to filth. When the when the outside world, when the straight world does it to you, it doesn't matter because you've already heard worse. Does that make right. sense? If yeah. you're read to filth among your peers, then you've heard whatever the slings and arrows at the straight world at the time, especially, were throwing at you. It didn't matter because you've heard worse from the fucking drag queen standing in front of you. Now, if I remember correctly, it sounded like Donna was sort of like defining shade because I, I often think that shade is misused now. Shade has become such an umbrella term now, but I believe shade was supposed to be like you read them, but you do it in such a way that. If you weren't listening to it for it, you wouldn't know that you were right. Like you, right, it's it, very it, subtle. It, hence the shade, as opposed yeah. to darkness, it's kind of a shade. It's it's, it's very. It's kind of like subtle. like like for instance, like like yeah, like for instance, like oh Dan, you got a haircut today? Oh, yeah. I guess it's nice for you. <laughs> you know, like that would be kind of very shady. You know. Now, just behind the waterfall here, could yeah. you find uh, Daniel? Could you play something from YouTube? Like, is, is you have the ability to play that on the show? You know what, Donna? You know I am an audio genius. How would you question? What, how would you question? What do you want to hear off YouTube? I will. Go okay, if you type in "reading is fundamental" from Paris is Burning, you will get Dorian Corey explaining what reading is. Okay, this is the fundamental definition of reading and shade. Shade comes from, from reading. Reading came first. Reading is the real art form of insult. Now you want to talk about reading? Let's talk about reading. What is wrong with you, Pedro? Are you going through it? You're going through some kind of psychological change in your life? She went back to be a man. Oh, you went back to being a man. Touch this skin, darling. Touch this skin, honey. Touch all of this skin, okay? You just can't take it. You're just an overgrown orangutan. I just, I, just, I just want to point out there was no editing there. That I really did pull that clip that fast. Thank you. You're, Thank you're you very really much. You're, you're, you. Yeah, that's a talent. I mean, it is it is insult, but it's funny, but it's realistic. Like you, you're pointing out something, and you're you're letting them have it. That's reading. Okay. Well, we've been. I just. I, I think we've. I think we've covered the topic very well. Gotta. <laughs> it's almost as if it was written in Joe Batanz's script. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta write that in next week. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know what? I was sad to see Kasha Davis go. I kind of liked her, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't like a heart-wrenching thing. It wasn't like a Trixie Mattel leaving us. It was more of a, you know, I kind of expected her to leave eventually. I'm shocked that she uh, didn't leave before uh, Candy Ho, but... Well, you know what's funny is she must have been boring because in Untucked, so in Untucked, Ginger gets a video call or video message from her husband. (laughs) And And there's not one fucking piece of moisture underneath those eyes. There is not God, one goddamn tear underneath those eyes, little faking bitch. Anyway, so when Ginger, I don't know. So That's Ginger, why you always carry Icy Hot with you, bitch. You got to learn how to do it, Ginger. So when Ginger is crying, she mentions that last week, Mrs. Kasha Davis got uh, a video message, but they didn't play that last week. Yeah, they didn't. So we got to see very little of Mrs. Kasha Davis's life. They didn't even throw her a bone and put her husband's video message in to untuck. We have no idea what Mr. Davis is. You yeah. know why that is, though? Mr. Because last Davis. week was all about Pearl. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Mr. Davis. Can, can we make a little Mr. Davis song? Mr. Davis walking down the street. Mr. Davis. If you pull that clip from YouTube, I would be really <laughs> yeah, exactly. <shocked>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into Untucked. We have uh, nine more minutes left on the stream. By the way, we got a lot of email this week, a lot of email and voicemail, actually, a voicemail that came in for us. So uh, keep them coming. If you guys want to send us an email, you can do so at rdrr at pride48.com. But if you're listening live on the stream, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have to leave you guys nine minutes but we will post a link to our video so you can continue to watch us if you would like um, and no screenshots because i am not meant to be seen in public right now miss <laughs> donna sugars does not have her face painted on at the I moment i will go put on my burka <laughs> okay do anyway, not so, make me put on my emergency burka so let's get I into glass. let's get in joe Batance. let's get into the untucked episode well, they're not untucked. I want to talk about some certain storylines. One of them being um, early on in the episode, Pearl confesses her dissatisfaction with her treatment from the judges during the previous challenge. Just from the main episode. That's typical. It's the same shit we yeah. hear every fucking week from somebody. Pearl, do you think the judges' critiques were fair tonight? I'm really just kind of over the judges. I thought that I gave great energies. Back home, everybody loves me. When I came here, I thought I was like so sickening. Everybody was just going to be obsessed with me, but obviously that's not the case. Good riddance to this fucking day. She's had a drunk. Yeah, well, she probably was. In the workroom, those hey, emotions come. Hey, you know what? Pills and liquor don't mix. <laughs> those emotions come to boil when she has a showdown with the one and only RuPaul. Pearl leaves the workroom and comes back during Untucked. We learn about her thought process while she was gone. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to get up and leave because I was not happy and ready to bounce. I was gone for like, how long were you gone for? Like an hour? Oh, more than that. I was sitting in the workroom and I was just like, am I doing, is it a solo challenge now? You know, I know and I apologize for no, that. No, listen, I was prepared to make it a solo challenge, but I didn't want to have to and I didn't want to see you give up because you, you're so know. much more than a joke about your personality. That's Thank the you. thing. Yes. And you know, I know that I have a great personality I might. I might be going through some issues since I've been here and it might not be coming through. But, you know, listening to other, um, like, interviews that Rue has given and stuff, whatever it takes to get it out of you, that's what she's going to do. It worked. It worked. Yeah. What the hell? But you know what? what? I would have kicked myself in the ass six months from now if, if you would have just it. walked out. Yeah, yeah and when I would have found you on one of our bookings again, <laughs> you I would have slapped the back <laughs> Is Donna asleep? I swear to God, her video looks like she's like falling asleep. Oh, I'm sorry. I dozed off for a minute. What, what were these bitches talking about that was boring? I, I think I heard Kennedy. So yeah, I'm sorry. I instantly kind of fell asleep there. I know, maybe I'm know. i sure she said something kind of vaguely ghetto and made up some weird words. Or... I would kick myself in the ass if only I could lift my legs. <laughs> Oh, the weight of my own. That is, that, I could hurt. see how the old, you know, I could see how the older queens like Mrs. Kosh Davis are really pissed at Pearl because I think they, she realizes what a gift this is, and Pearl's just like, uh, God, it's like pearls so before swine. <laughs> <laughs> There's always time for a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really wish that they would pan to the left where Ginger has a Rolodex of jokes and she's yeah, like, hold on, wait, she's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, one second, hold the cigarette, hold the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly she's become one of the sisters from she, The she Simpsons. Is. Oh, MacGyver. I know. By the, <laughs> by the, by the end of our run on this show, it's going to be like, oh, here, here's Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you know who she's gonna be like? I don't know if you how fast. This is a challenge for Daniel. Oh God! Yes. Do you remember that legendary commercial where the woman is smoking out of her neck? <laughs> Uh, yes, you, it was the. You want to uh, Photoshop a tray call on a oh, gin picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, what was that? It was the. Um, yeah, got it. Is it? Oh wow, that's pretty fast. Smoking oh, kills four hundred oh, and forty. That's actually, but it is the commercial. It's just it's embedded within a sixty minutes article. Oh fuck. Anyway, fucking sixty minutes. Goddamn sixty minutes. Who's got that? But that was time? still pretty fast. I mean, yeah, whatever. All right, go ahead. I don't even hear you. We got one more clip to play. Go ahead. Give it to me. Okay, this is Pearl Feels Better the next day and give us a little insight, a little more insight into who she is. I'm feeling so much better today. How about you? I feel very good today. And thank you for being so supportive and amazing. I'm just going to do a good job and bow out gracefully <laughs> if that's what Chixie. destiny has in store. Sometimes I do feel like I'm stuck in my shell. The majority of my teen years were spent really angry and dealing with like abandonment issues. And I didn't know how to talk to people. I know that a lot of my issues stem from that experience. So if I can learn here that it's cool to open up more, come out of your shell, Pearl, it'll be a good thing in the end. This sounds stupid, but when she was combing her eyebrow in the mirror during that scene, mm-hmm. she really mm-hmm. did kind of have a James Dean look to her. It's just kind of like going, "That's that's who." If if she had black hair, that would be kind of like a James Dean. Here, She's I got beautiful. I got I got the clip for you. Here here it is. Oh right wow! Here. I'm married, and I used to be a smoker. I want to give you something about getting ready in the morning. Okay, now Daniel, now play the cigarette one. <laughs> that is a cigarette. Oh, that's the ginger I man that was ginger. one. Yeah. No, that's ginger oh, man. Wow, exactly, exactly. I'm so that glad Jin's got that cyborg. <laughs> I mean, really. I I really here's, thought that was a ginger clip. Here's that the was thing. A commercial. Here's the thing. All right, so yes, we've all had traumatic childhoods. Well, we all think that they're traumatic. When we're in our 20s, everything seems like we had a traumatic childhood. You know what I'm saying? And it's not until you actually get out into the real world and meet other people that have had actual traumatic childhoods. Like, oh dear God, both of your parents were killed by like. Like uh, Nicaraguans, and you were yeah. like sold on a black market. Oh my God! Well, the fact yeah. that I was rejected by someone in fifth grade seems kind of petty now. But I, I'm yeah. just saying, it's just like Miss. You know, I don't know what her background is, but it just kind of like the way she kind of said, oh, "I've had a very bad background. I had to. I was rejected." And it's like, yeah, you think everyone loves you, and so someone said you know once, I guess, or something. I don't know. That must be very traumatic. I'm not. Do you, I'm not but feeling. Do you that. think that this episode? Do you think this episode was the turning point for Pearl, though? In, the, in, the, in terms of the storyline, the arc of the show, was this her turning point? I, th- I think so. I think they want it to be. I really do. She's off the next episode. <laughs> I do think let's, that... Let's put our bets now. She's off the next episode. But I called this up front. I think this was... This was the 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 show that humanized Miss Fame. This this gave me more insight into Miss Fame than anyone else. I, I I walked away from this episode actually liking Miss Fame, who I didn't really particularly care for before. I'm just saying. And my favorite Max has not had that moment yet. So I he has not really. Yeah, I feel like Max. I feel like Max is on just like the clear path for miscongeniality. I feel that she's come off very, very well with the whole show. Yeah, but you really don't know anything about her. She is. Oh, kind I of, see what you're saying. We don't she, know her backstory. You look at her, you see her, but she's also kind of blending in a little bit. She's kind of blending in this like you don't. You, there's nothing that stands out. There's no detail. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, there's Max. Okay, moving on. 
Yeah. Let's actually go up to Daniel's new favorite. And I want to talk about another storyline that was in the show, Violet and Miss Fame. Uh, Violet, Chachki, and Miss Fame were paired together for the challenge. In the beginning, Miss Fame was not too happy about the assignment. I'm paired up with Violet, and I'm the glass half full. She's like the empty beer bottle that you'd find like next to the chair. <laughs> oh. That was a good line, actually. Yeah. <laughs> While writing their jokes for the awards show, they were butting heads. What do you think is funny? I don't know. We're both drawing a blank because you're looking at me and I'm looking at the paper. Well, I'm, I'm thinking my ideas are somewhat my... decent. And you're like, no. If you think it's funny, then present it in a comical way. You know, just in a comical way. Yeah, but by the time the elimination day rolled around, they had become fast friends. I feel good about us, team. I think it's good that we're getting to know each other. Working with you has been such a pleasure. I can't wait until I outshine you. Violet, oh. shut your hole. I can see how Fame thinks I'm a dark witch or whatever, but I really like Miss Fame. Today I'm starting to really see a change in Violet for the better. It's nice. I'm probably one of the only people she's considering a friend right now, and she does need a friend. She she does actually need a friend, and I'm, I'm kind of glad. I think they're teaming up, humanize both of them. I think we saw a little bit more of a human, a little bit more of a human side of Violet Chachki too. I would agree with that. I think I think Violet was was more humanized this episode. I think I, I wasn't quite sure what point Rue was trying to make with the whole like you sit alone looking at fashion magazines. Like, yeah, I I, I feel like there was a, a clip we missed or something. Yeah, it's like wait, wait, what is what is the point to that? You're saying that like you know I no, I think I kind of got that because I you give. You get the impression from her that she is all about the style, but she also doesn't have a lot of friends. She was that kid growing up who was all about like the magazines and the fashions and the trends, but did it while by themselves because they didn't have any friends to like, oh my God, did you see the Vogue and talk about the Vogue? Like he was by himself. Right. I totally get that. There was a, there's a lonerness to him. A lonerness. Hmm. Now I'm making up words. Great. <laughs> it's the Miss Fame wait. school of, of making up terms. Yes. No, I think that I think that works, that loneliness thing. But yeah, but there's a, there was also a reference to the internet. There seems to be some missing element of a... It was, uh, like I a, think what it was is what RuPaul was talking about magazines, which I'm sorry, if you're under the age of 30, you don't fucking read magazines. You, you read websites. It's like, really, the only time that I... And I'm not. No. I'm not under 30. I just happen to be really, you know, hip. But um, I always read stuff on my tablet or read it on the internet it's like if i'm traveling on a plane that's the only time in the universe that i'll ever buy a magazine it's like but i think she's harking back to the days when i mean every gay man waited for that issue of vogue that oh yeah 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 yeah. i just just, it's harking back to an old time and instead of uh, instead of violet just kind of running with it she got a read in to rue about i think i think it was just more of i think it sounded funnier in her head than it came out because i've I've done that before it's like i think something in my head sounds funnier it's the internet maybe you've heard of it just basically saying like no i I don't buy magazines i read it on the fucking internet it's like who are you you know that kind of thing Ooh, girl we got she mail yes you want to take over do uh let's see i here's the um uh email that we got in i'm sorry so we we that whole transition between dropping off the live stream and whatnot, we got to we got to figure that out eventually. But anyway, here we go. Uh, we got uh, several different emails this week. By the way, you can always email us at rdrr at pride forty eight dot com. That's just the letter R-D-R-R, or the letters yes. R-D-R, RuPaul Drag Race. And uh, the first one came in from Turniped, which came in actually uh, right after the last show. And he says, uh, Carmen Carrera came back because Ruse said that he was told that he let Carmen go too fast. However, Carmen was let go the same episode, or I guess he wants to say Carmen was voted off the same episode that, that she came back. So 
Do you guys remember um, that? Because she was terrible. No. <laughs> they also, but it was a terrible challenge. They also did that. I believe it was during All Stars with the little Puerto Rican when they had to do the pregnancy challenge, and instead of her like she gets to, and she's doing her lip sync against. Um, Oh God, I'm so bad with names here. She, uh, the big black one that was in jail. Um, <laughs> the big black one that was in jail, right? Uh, Latrice she's Royale. She, Latrice Royale. So she's doing her lip sync against Latrice Royale. And oh, the shade of it all. And the song was all about like you make me feel like a natural woman, and fucking here is the Puerto Rican like doing ballet moves and tw- and splits and all that. So it was really, I mean, it really came down to like, this is, there's been two times that it's happened and both times they came back, tried too hard, fucked it up and got got kicked off again. Right. You know, this is not exactly the same thing, but it reminds me of, you know, one of the big, uh, the the earlier Trixie Mattel rage was at, um, I think it's season one or two when Pandora Box was let go very early Mm -hmm. and they were like, dude, you got to bring her back. She is so good. So they bring her back for all stars and then they pair her with, um, some other queen that went crazy, and so that it was one of those eliminations where both had to go home. Ah. And they so paired Pandora her Box got with again. the girl from New York who should never have been invited back to All Stars. She was the one that was thrown off after she picked up yes. the girl during her lip yes. sync and like spun her around. But she and that was probably one of the most violent lip syncs you've ever seen. Go back and watch it. It was just it was just wacky. And she was a weirdo, and there was a lot of slack that, well, you just don't understand New York kind of drag, man. It's like, no, don't fucking touch somebody else. And the fact she came back for Drag Race, Panda Pandora Box got herself kicked off of the that first episode of All Stars because she knew she had a terrible partner, and she gave up. That's why she got kicked off. Well, there you go. Our second email came in from Baron Frosty uh, from the Next Blime podcast, who writes, I want to say thank you for such an entertaining show. I don't watch Drag Race. We don't have cable, but I still find the podcast super fun. Plus, more lines for Donna Sugars, please. You were all on, writers. Get on top of it. More <laughs> lines for me. You were all great, but Donna's one-liners are hysterical. I almost flew off the road cackling when, I, when she did her, girl, do you own more than one wig? It's true. The bitch has worn the same wig every week. We didn't talk about it, but what about... I didn't see a problem with Katya's wig that she got red for this week. What was wrong with it? I didn't think there was anything wrong with it either. Kennedy went on for like two and a half hours okay. about, girl, you need to pull a brush through your wig and maybe put some sheen on it and like um, spray some sheen so you can get okay. some sheen up on your wig there. Okay, because black bitches know all about wigs, so they do, they do know. Okay, here's my read on Katya's wig. It is right out the bag. Like it could, it could be brushed through a little bit. Yeah. When they talk about putting sheen in, you could, it, it looks a little thirsty, just meaning it, it, it's probably been sprayed with uh hairspray. It looks dry, a little matte. It needed a little something to make it look more like real hair. But Michelle's read on it is the fact that it was just a simple wig. Yeah. There's no volume. There's nothing big about it. It's just boring blonde hair. Yeah, and I think I think Katya played it off really well. She said it's like a whatever wig. She used some somebody's name that I didn't recognize. I don't know either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I that that was that. Joe, did you have anything to add to that? Are you good? 
No, I'm good. Great. Uh, our third email came in from Musing Mark, also from Canada. Uh, he does a podcast called The Musings of a Tech Writer, by the way. Uh, but Mark says, uh, what a nice surprise to discover your Drag Race podcast. I'm really enjoying it, and I spent today listening to the first four episodes. A few observations. There's always there's always a few observations. You notice that? Uh, Joe is correct that Trixie th- thinks she's funnier than she is. Where were the laughs? Guest judges are largely wasted on Drag Race. And here's a question for Donna. If she had to lip sync for her life, what would be her pretend song? Her preferred song. Oh, her preferred song. I'm sorry. Uh, and before we get to Donna's preferred song, um, I might have had a few cocktails. <laughs> it's always There's always time for a cocktail. Um, yeah. A few observations. So Joe is correct that Twixie's, I don't. She was on the show for four hours. I don't think she really had a chance to... I would have liked to have seen Trixie in this week's challenge. I would have liked to have seen her be funny because the only chances she had to be funny before that were on a very rigid framework. Like here's a music video where you can't talk. You have to lip sync and be physically funny as opposed to... Or here's a play where you have to read pre-written lines. This was really kind of the first comedy challenge that they had where they got to write and perform their own ad-libs. And I would have I would have liked to have seen how Trixie had, had fared in this in this particular... Uh, challenge. Absolutely. I'm Uh, I'm right there with you. And then guest judges are largely wasted on Drag Race. I I tend to agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what do they really, I mean, Olivia Newton-John, I love her, but did she really add anything to it? And Jessica Alba with the smells great. (laughs) It's like there, there are times that they do really well. I think Elvira um, has been a really hysterical guest. Elvira is hysterical Um, all the time. Yeah. Because she knows she's got some great one-liners and she really worked it out. Um, I Janet Jackson, I think was not Janet, <laughs> Latoya Jackson. I'm sorry, I get all those mm. things mixed up. Um, Latoya Jackson was hysterical because you just look at her going, "What the fuck is wrong with your face?" Um, so there are times that there are guest judges that are really funny, and then there are these times. Joe, what do you think? I don't know. I like the the guest judges that actually bring something. So I thought Isaac Mizrahi was pretty good. I thought he had a lot of really insightful comments to make. I thought he was. The moon is it. a planet. It's a planet. No. Well, it's a, okay. It's a, look, it's a, he, look, he doesn't know what uh, celestial bodies, Daniel, but he does know about what these bitches are wearing. I thought he was kind of right on the money in terms of these drag queens. But yeah, okay. Olivia Newton-John brought nothing. This Jessica Alba brought nothing. I thought Kathy Griffin would be more involved than she was, but she yeah. wasn't. I, I was. I was really kind of disappointed that she she was really. Kind of. All right, Donna Sugars, it's what? time to lip sync for your life. What is the what is your preferred song? Like if you were there, what would your your song be? This was a conversation I had with my dear friend Johnny McGovern, and he said, if you want to be a drag queen, you have to have three songs that you know backwards and, and forwards that are so you. And the song that I always go back to, and it's one of my favorite songs, is I Wanna Be Evil. Do you guys know the song I'm talking about? You wanna be evil. No. Um, I believe it's Eartha Kitt, I Want to Be Evil, and it's all about how pure and innocent she is. I've posed for pictures with ivory soap. I've petted stray dogs and shied clear of dope. My smile is brilliant, my glance is tender, but I'm noted most for my unspoiled agenda. I've been made Miss Rheingold, though I never touch beer. And I'm the person to whom they say, you're sweet. 
my dear. So you guys can't see the video of Donna Don't Sugar's actually lip syncing to this this number right now. Yeah, we're an audio show, but I yeah, just so. love this song. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Does it does it have a chorus here coming up soon? It does lead into a chorus. You can probably fast forward to the chorus. Uh, where's that? Like about a minute. And she not dress. I wanna be wicked. I wanna tell lies. I wanna be mean and throw my ties. I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste. I wanna see some. All right, Las Vegas this year, Pride 48, honey, you're doing this song. That's all there is. I love this song. It's one of my favorite. I wish that there was a more current, like, there um, are. There are. I have, oh, yeah, there, we can, we can talk, yes. I've tried to her- find a really good, um, like, not upbeat, but like a, just a different tempo to kind of update it, a little more current mm-hmm. version of the song, and it's really hard. I haven't been able to find one. Excellent. Maybe maybe I can get uh, uh, Bill, who did the uh, the theme to the uh, Curtis and Daniel show, maybe I can get him to do it. It's just like a, a music. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go down to our last email here. The last email comes in to us from Ed Chan, uh, who I believe is, is writing from overseas. Uh, hi, RDRR review panel. Just out of curiosity for the folks who've already seen the Despy Awards episode, was it all Pearl or does Max have an amazing career ahead as a mo- motivational speaker? That turnaround was jaw-droppingly gag worthy what is he talking about that turnaround do we know i think maybe pearls remember i didn't hear oh, her turn okay, the corner okay, okay. yes 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 i i don't know i i i don't know how she it, it didn't really say who wrote what yeah. but i think that because max obviously was sitting in there for an hour more creative yeah, yeah. and yeah had the extra hour yeah. i'm sure he at the same time was thinking how can i do this by myself was probably doing a, a lot of writing for pearl Right. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, you're right. And I, I'll tell you what, too. I will say this. Of all the drag queens there, if you're going to have someone, if you're going down some sort of shame spiral to catch you, it's going to be Max. And, you know, and, and, and like I would be happy just Max going like, look, Joe, darling, you know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You are who you are. Joe, this negativity will not stand. We will not have it on our episode of RuPaul Drag Race Recap. Joe, forget about it. The past is history and the future's a mystery. I like Focus chickens. On the present. I like chicken. Chicken is a chicken. Uh, continuing on with, uh, with Ed Chan. Also, Pearl needs to give someone else her Valium or horse tranquilizers, whichever, because that little Miss McNugget seems to have lost it. <laughs> Trying to look and act perfect all the time seems to be taking its toll on her. It doesn't help that the sneak peek of the next, that next episode doesn't exactly paint her in the best light. Oh, I didn't see that. I do. You know what? I buy these episodes on Amazon Prime, so I and, and you know, so I don't get to see the previews yeah, for the next episode. I usually do. I gotta go check that out. Oh wow! Sincerely, Ed Chan from the other side of the planet. Yes, he. Uh, I believe Ed Chan is from overseas. Um. Uh, anyway, he's also he has a P.S. on there which says Happy Super Mega Ultra Belated Birthday to me. But thank you, uh, for that. And then finally, we have a voicemail. Now I know we don't have a voicemail line. I know that we don't have a voicemail line, but on my Who other did she call on my other show, Dubious Intent. Oh, uh, Kathy Bacon called over there. So, but it is all our show related. So I'm going to play it here. Oh, here is a voicemail. Well, by the way, if, if you just want to send us an MP3 file, you can do that too. RDR at Pride48.com. But here you go. Here's here's our voicemail that came in from Kathy Bacon. Hey Daniel, happy birthday! It's Thank you, Kathy um, Bacon. Just wanted to say happy birthday, and I'm listening to um, the RuPaul. Let me see what's it called. Drag Race. RuPaul Drag Race recap, and <laughs> I like totally love it. I don't even feel like I have to watch the show. Like you guys give such a thorough whatever, but you didn't really say that. I recall hearing. Did you enjoy going down to the bar and watching the show with other people? You just said that you did it or whatever. So I was curious as to whether or not you enjoyed it and if you're going to go back. So. 
All right, well, great show, and hope your birthday weekend is a blast. I, and then she goes on to say some stuff about my co-host over there. But yeah, um, absolutely. I did enjoy going to the bar and seeing, and I, I've mentioned that a couple of times. It, it is well worth it. If you are not doing something on a Monday night when drag race is normally on, a lot of, I mean, like I'm going to be traveling to Madison, Wisconsin in a few weeks, and I've already found a bar up there that plays the the show up there so that I can go there and watch it with, with, a, group, with a group of people. Um, it is well worth doing. It's really fun. And plus, I've met some great people. I met uh, I met the lovely and talented Miss Veronica Mann, who I went and saw her show, her drag show on Saturday night on my birthday. But uh, also this past week, I met, uh, uh, let's see, I think Mike and his husband Warren. No, Warner. Sorry. Uh, Mike and his husband Warner, who were there, that I, I met them and, and talked to them. And it's, it's just great. It's fun. I would say there's probably about 20 people that show up at our little local bar here to watch it. And the most frustrating thing to me is that the owners of the bar or the bar management doesn't seem to get the fact that we're just there to watch the damn show. Because when the commercials think? when the commercials come on, they like they mute the television and they turn back up their dance music. But then when the shows come back from commercial, they're slow to get back to getting the sound back. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Because they're busy. And it's just kind of like, dude, it's just a commercial break. We're, there's 20 people here for this show for one oh, hour. The, yeah. You can who is begging to have the dance music playing again? I mean, it's it's a little yeah you know, for two minutes. Yeah, for like you know 30 minutes or whatever, or not even yeah for two minutes. Anyway, it's really fun. It is a lot of fun to go down and watch it with a bunch of other people. So. I can't say enough good things about it. But there you go. Those are our emails and our voicemails for the week. So uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, sending those in. We really do appreciate them. Well, well, have we covered everything? I think we've covered it all. We've le- Donna schooled us on what reading was, and we covered this episode. Don, have any uh, final words to say? Any final thoughts on this episode of the, vet, the, the what was it called, the Despy Awards? The De- I don't what? need to take my z tonight because <laughs> I've watched this. What is, they what is, need to pick it up. What does Despy stand for, by the way? Fuck if I know. I think that came up on Untucked or something or in one of the episodes. They, they, they came up with some acronym, but it was not funny. I don't know. I think oh, it was yeah, supposed yeah, to be like yeah, the yeah, Desperate yeah, Awards yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, or? I don't know. I, I got nothing. Desperately trying to make this show funny again so that it'll get a next season. Oh, you know, oh like there's like there's anything else on Logo, honestly, girl. Which is you know what's so funny because Logo, yeah, does have such abysmal numbers just because it's not on on many cable stations. But the RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, they could have that weird TiVo effect because the actual numbers for RuPaul Drag Race are not very impressive. But like you, Daniel, many people go to bars, so I'm sure that those numbers aren't necessarily very accurate because they'll just count how many TVs are tuned in to the show but there's, i'm sure there's a lot of viewing parties i go to a viewing party you go to a viewing party donna watches it on t- on her computer i think yeah. there's a lot more people watching it than the numbers would indicate well let's wrap up this episode well thank you guys all for joining us for another recap of rupaul's drag race you can join us every tuesday live on pride48.com at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific download the show wherever you get your podcasts and also visit our website at pride48.com slash rdrr where you can find all of our contact information leave us a comment and find all of our old episodes so until next week for daniel brewer donna sugars and myself sachet away until next week.